want to read from Revelation 4, verse 1 and 2. Remain standing for 60 more seconds. This is John, and he says this, After these things I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet, speaking with me, saying, Come up here. I think the King James says, come hither. NIV says, come higher. And I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately, I was in the spirit. And behold, a throne set in heaven and one set on the throne. Father, in the name of Jesus. Do something special for your people tonight in Jesus' name. We want nothing more, nothing else, nothing less. We want you to do something special in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Turn around as you're seated and high five or shake hands with about three people and tell them you look amazing in 2020. You really do. I'm, I'm excited about you tonight. You know, we had two Wednesday nights off um, because of Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Two Wednesday nights, we did not have a, a recharge, regular recharge service. And um, sometimes that can be very difficult to get momentum going back again. But you are all here. Give yourself a hand. Now, we don't want to get comfortable right here because right here is not where we want to stay. We want, this building needs to be full on Wednesday nights of people going after God, taking our time and, and, and really pursuing God and being intimate in his presence. Um, I, I, I came across something. Let me just jump right into it here. And, and, and here's what it was. It was the, uh, which by the way, because I'm going to talk to you tonight for a few minutes about vertical moments. We have a word that has been blasted into this house. And that is that this is the year we're going vertical. And there'll be, there'll be these explosive bursts, these thrusts where the Holy Spirit just shoots you vertical. So I'm going to talk about vertical moments here for a minute. And I was reading something from a, uh, a really a world-renowned uh, behavioral psychologist that was making observations. I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to even try. But upon studying top-level producers in a variety of vocations from pro sports, Wall Street bankers to real estate communities, even politics and political communities, both at municipal levels and at the national level. And what he was trying to do is, is study, you know, common denominators among, among behavior at certain levels and see what, there were, what the correlations were. He did not start, in fact, his observations he starts at the mediocre level and not below average because he says, I wasn't very interested at all in what the below average are doing. <laughs> all right? So he made these observations in the context of, of efficiency, productivity, and performance, and what have you. And he's made, he starts with this, the, the observation of the mediocre, people at the mediocre level. And he said he found a measure of production and gifting at work, but it was consistently limited by the normalcy bias of the masses, meaning due to constant copying, 
comparing and the acceptance of lower expectations, the stimuli that was meant to challenge people to propel and succeed didn't usually have that effect at the mediocre level. Instead, just doing a little bit better than the next guy was sufficient. And then he goes and he, he, he identifies a second category, which is these, these, are, these are what he called high-level high people. And he said among this uh, uh, community of, of producers, he found a great deal of success and productivity, but consistently short-lived due to a ton of adverse coping vices. Because at the level above average, where everybody is clamoring to be better and climb to the top and claw their way up the ladder and what have you, he says, because of the cutthroat high level of competition and clamoring, he observed that an excessive amount of cigarette smoking, way too many sodas, ambient pills to go to sleep, a plethora of stimulants to keep going, and a lot of downers to escape the chaotic life that teetered on the edge. So at an above average level, with you know high producers, there was talent and there was productivity and guys were getting stuff done, but the life that went along with that was not desirous at all. Would you agree? And then he, he identifies what he calls this group, he calls them the untouchables. And he said, whether it's in sports, whether it's in uh, 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 banking, politics, these are the people that are at the very highest possible levels, not just in, in stature or uh, uh, of office or title, but in terms of just every time they turn around, everything they touch turns to gold. Everything they are doing is working. These are the untouchables. Look at somebody next and say, hello, untouchable. <laughs> I don't particularly like that term, but that's what he calls them. He said, these are the group of people that lived in the center of innovation, adventure, extraordinary benefits, and, and uh, um, extraordinary benefits that are too numerous to name. But he said, my most important and eye-opening observation was that with all over-the-top performers, they had systems in place for everything in their life. And it was their systematic approach to doing life that positioned them to be present and aware of certain moments that resulted in upward acceleration. I love what Proverbs fifteen twenty four says. It says, the way of life winds upward for the wise that he may turn away from the hell below. Say that with me. The way of life goes upward for the wise. That was like a short-barreled shotgun approach all over the place, right? Come on, say it with me. The way of life winds upward for the wise that he may turn away from the hell below. That's really where you want to be. You want to get away from the hell below and use some wisdom and live in the wisdom of God so that you stay on an upward path. Come on, somebody. And, and, and so, pastor talked Sunday, he started this recreating or defining a new normal. It's important to observe a couple of things tonight. One, the adversary of your destiny works best in an environment of chaos, confusion, and sloppiness. 
or, or a lack of clarity, a lack of precision and focus. I'm not saying that if you go home tonight and clean your house spotlessly clean, God's going to use you 5 a.m. in the morning. But I'm saying it will help. Oh, come on. I just lost everybody. There was this holy hush that fell all of a sudden. That's not what I, 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 listen, the Bible says where there is no vision, the people will perish, not perish in the sense they will die. The word translated there, the word perish is translated from the Hebrew Arabic word that means to cast off restraint. Some of y'all have lived through this. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Years ago when I was fighting professionally, I had certain, I had dates that served, it tempered the discipline in every other area of my life. In other words, if I knew I'm going to fight June 1st, I know what I need to weigh May 31st. I know how fast I need to be, how explosive. I know where I need to be physically and mentally at that point, And then manage backwards. I know where I need to be May 1st. I know where I need to be March 1st. I know where I need to be January. Are you with me? And, you know, one of the great challenges of being, you know, 55 now is that that disciplined my eating. It affected my sleep patterns. It, it, it provided a blanket of discipline for everything in my life. I mean, I could walk around as a mean, lean fighting machine. <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't let this white hair on my face fool you. Right? I find, I've retired from that. I got too old to, to fight in the cage. And so I went into the strongman world. I didn't, there wasn't fights in the strongman, but what there was is show dates. I knew on such and such date, the TV cameras are going to be rolling. They're there expecting me to set a world record. That's my aim and my goal. I know where I need to be at that moment. Are you with me, somebody? I'm not, I don't want to keep talking about myself, but you understand when you have clarity of vision, discipline comes with that. The challenge at 55, and I'm not doing strongman stuff. I'm not fighting. Uh, I need some motivation. (laughs) And the scripture says, if you don't have vision, if you don't have clarity in your vision, then you will quite easily and and flippantly cast off restraint. So what it tells us is one of the fruits of clarity of vision is a disciplined life, which means a chaotic life and a messy life and a sloppy life is reflective of a lack of vision and clarity. Come on, everybody say amen so nobody looks guilty. You can say it like this, where there is no clarity of vision, there's no systematic discipline. So what that helps us see is that faith, I don't have time to really work through when Paul um, states You say you have faith, I say I have faith. You again say you have faith, but I show you my faith by my works. Are you with me? What we can say is this, faith is staying systematically committed to to certain actions and patterns that move you in the direction of God's purpose and destiny. Does that make any sense? Let me say it again. Faith is staying systematically committed to your priority actions, even when you don't feel like it. In 2020, I think that we should do this much. We should make a point to elevate patterns in our life. We should elevate mindsets and systems. They're not the cure-all. They're not the end-all. They're not going to fix everything. 
But remember what we were talking about. It positions you for those moments when God breathes into your life and gives you an open door, gives you a chance to experience a thrust upward. Pastor started the series on Sunday about redefining normal. Let's, let's, let's say something about that. First of all, because you've been doing something a certain way for a period of time, it feels normal and it probably is. But there's a difference between normal that is the result of patterns, consistent habits and perspectives, and then biology. Some of us may think that what our life has become, our normal, our, 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 the normalcy bias of our life is constant chaos, it's constant limitations, it's impenetrable boundaries. And, and, and some people have even accepted their normal as, as the equivalent of being biological. You know what I mean by that? That means, look, I'm 5'11". I can't discipline my way past that. It's biology. I don't have anything to do with that. The hair on my face is silver, which stands for wisdom. I could put some just for men in there, but how many of y'all understand? You could spot that stuff a mile away. It just, I ain't going to touch that. I'm going to go old, grow old with grace. Bless God. Bless God. <laughs> That's biology. I can't do anything about that. But I can do something about patterns in my life that produce bad outcomes. And those outcomes are not conducive to the purpose of God in my life. I can change some of that. Look at your neighbor and say, we can and we will go vertical in 2020. You may have gone around the mountain long enough. You may have made lateral moves all of your life, but this is your year to go vertical. And that's not just a hype statement. There's a reason why we should grab that word with such incredible confidence. Say it again, I can and I will go vertical. Because it isn't necessarily the devil that's making your normal a world of negative experiences and outcomes. But it is the adversary that tries to block you from moments of inspiration and prophetic shifts where God seeks to transform your normal to a new one. So I wanna talk about vertical moments. More than just systems and patterns, there's moments when God presents you with an entry point, a vortex, if you will, an opportune moment or of inspiration where he offers to significantly change your normal. And he can do it in a split second of time. I love, again, this, we'll, we're going to talk about this a little bit later in this mini series. But when you talk, look at the children of Israel and the Bible lets us know that they, they weren't in slavery for like a long time. It was 400 years. That means mom, dad, grandpa, great-grandpa, great-great-grandpa, longer than we have been a country. That's how long they were in slavery. You talk about an anchored and, and impenetrable mindset of bondage and limitation and inferiority complexes and so forth. You talk about skills being nothing but that which they were permitted to do under the, under the, 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 the iron rod of the taskmaster. When they were led out of bondage and wandered through the wilderness for a period of 40 years, 
when they were getting ready to cross the Jordan River and into a promised land that God had promised their forefathers, it was going to require a skill set that they had never learned and they didn't have enough time to become good at it. But when they crossed over that Jordan River, something else happened besides just the phenomenon of walking across a river with the, with, that's been parted and walking on dry ground. As they walked through the Jordan River, they were supernaturally given skills that they did not learn. They were supernaturally baptized with an ability. Y'all better get excited. So here's what we're going to talk about tonight. First, accepting the fact that things are radically changing. In the text that we read, Revelation 4, it says after this. After what? This is about John. Are you with me? John, who is unfairly judged. They boiled him in hot oil and they couldn't kill him. Now he didn't come out of the goat. That didn't hurt. He was emaciated, his body destroyed. He didn't get protected from that. He went through that. Look at somebody say, he was really boiled in oil. Boiled in hot oil, it couldn't, they couldn't kill him. So they decided to banish him on an island by himself. Leave him alone, deserted so he could die. But on God's, from God's perspective, God let him go through that so he could get to the Isle of Patmos by himself so he could go vertical. What I want to tell you is like, listen, you, 2019 may have been a year that you got betrayed. You got falsely cued. You got unjustly judged. You got abandoned, you got deserted, you got things taken away from you. You got efforts that were thwarted. You had things that turned upside down on you. Look at your neighbor and say, and that's a good thing because it got you to this moment. Because when he's sitting on the Isle of Patmos, he's not sitting there going, God, how unfair is this? I've preached the gospel for you. I've done nothing but sacrifice my life and lay it all on the line for you. And then you let them betray me. You let them boil me in hot oil. What's that all about? Then I got to spend the rest of my life deserting. John was not going through all of that. It says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard a voice and there was a reason. There was a purpose for the voice. The voice created a vortex, an opening for me to go vertical. So John knew at that point I had to get here. I had to go go through whatever I went through to get here. I had to get here. Mm, mm, mm. See, here's what happens. Here, here's what happens. Let's, 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 let's say, because some of you are going, man, I'm telling you, 2019 is the beginning of the year. I got all fired up because I got a word and I saw things with clarity and so forth. Have you ever had a pair of binoculars out in the woods? Three people. You, does y'all know what a pair of binoculars is? 
right? Any golfers? You ever, you know, the little one lens thing? You're trying to find out how far away the flag is. You know what binoculars are. So here you were at the beginning of 2019 and you zeroed in on your goals and the word that God spoke over you and the things that were prophesied from this pulpit and you got perfect clarity. Now you can't walk with binoculars to your face. So you pull them away and you start in the direction you know you're supposed to go. And periodically you do these spot checks. So you stop, you pull the binoculars back up and you can't see anything. It's so blurry. It's so out of focus. You may have lost clarity, but you did not lose progress. Just because you may have lost some clarity didn't mean that you failed. Just because things didn't turn out like you hoped or thought they were didn't mean that you were on the wrong track. You need to know that everything you went through, everything that happened in your life in 2019 brought you to this moment. Mm, You're closer than you were. You gain more ground than you realize. You are smarter than you give yourself credit for. You have more wisdom because of the hell that you endured. You're wiser because of the lessons you learned. You are stronger. You are of more value because of the equity that you gained. You didn't think you were gaining equity. You thought your life was falling apart. (laughs) But everything has been and will continue to work for you. You might feel like you got unfairly judged, barely survived miserable situations. I know I'm talking to somebody because I feel the Holy Spirit blasting right through my gut. You barely survived miserable situations. You were punished unjustly. You were deserted by people you thought would be in the promised land with you. You got left behind while everybody else looked like they were just walking in and possessing their inheritance but you're right where you need to be to go vertical. Somebody ought to give the Lord a shout of praise. Uh. When Israel's time in the wilderness came to an end, look, we could look at that and go 40 years of wasted time and wondering, no, what happened is God brought them all the way out of slavery. And then, and then, they wandered for a while because of unbelief and what have you. But it was also, it was also to get Egypt. You know, he got them out of Egypt in a night. But it took a while to get Egypt out of them. So it wasn't aimlessly wandering for 40 years. There was process taking place. There were valuable objectives that were being met. And then the moment came where God just breathed upon upon Joshua and he, he, he said, I've been going around this mountain long enough. There comes these moments. Moments when you have a chance to go vertical in every area of your life. And when God speaks to you and that word creates a moment You must respond because even if normal has been working for you, it will stop working for you. Second, I'm going to finish with this and I I pray you're back next Wednesday with three more people with you. 
God's going to do something special. The second thing is incline your ears to hear, and it's important. The reason this is so important is because the clarity and the legitimacy of your vision is determined by what it's based on. I expected several people to say a hearty amen on that, but let me break it down a little bit, I guess. Because the clarity of vision is first based upon what you hear. Can you hear the call to go vertical? You say, no, I'm I'm not there yet. I haven't heard it. You have, but you just don't understand the power of it. You heard it when pastor got up here and said, God spoke to me in the end of 2019 and gave me a word for this church. And the word is we're going vertical. That should have been enough. That should have been enough to let the goosebumps on your neck have goosebumps. Because there's power in that. Listen, you may have to go, Saul, Saul is armed. He's got a letter in his pocket that he has been given from the high priest. He's sincerely wrong. He's driven by by this hatred for Christians. The high priest has authorized him to go from house to house and flush out all of these people who claim to be followers of Christ and bring them back to Rome and imprison them and most of them will meet a certain death. And the Bible said that he's, he's going down the road to Damascus, going to the next city to raise havoc and mayhem and he hears a voice from heaven a bright light shines and knocks him off his horse he falls to the ground and screams out into the heavens lord who art thou and the lord says i'm jesus i'm the one that you're persecuting the bible said he got up from there and he was blind And in his blindness, the Spirit of God told him, go, let these men that are with you lead you into the city, and I will, I've got people already, already pointed out there. You will be, you'll be led into the city, and the people there will tell you what to do. In other words, they're going to have a word for you to go vertical from where you are. Ain't it interesting? And the Bible said he gets up and he was blind. Sometimes you've got to go blind before you can get 20-20 vision. Because you don't get clarity because of the things that you see. The Bible says the kingdom of God cometh not by observation. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. John didn't see anything right away. He just heard a voice. And the voice said, come up higher. And when he went vertical, then he began to see things. The question is not what are you seeing? The question is what are you hearing? Are you listening and are you hearing the word? Go vertical, come up higher, rise above the hell you've been trying to exist in and survive and make it through. Take the way of the wise and go vertical. Come on somebody. The Bible said in 2 Corinthians 5, I gotta hurry. We walk by faith and not by sight. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by that which proceeds from the mouth of God, which means you can't live, you can't be sustained if you are not hearing what comes from the mouth of God. Hmm. Here's why that's powerful and important because a word from God is totally self-contained, meaning 
Just as when the scripture says, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Do you understand how many systems have to be in process to sustain that? Yes? The orbiting of the planets, all of the, I'm not a scientist. I won't even try to make myself look silly and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. But my point is this, when God said, let there be light and there was light in the simplicity of that word, let there be light was everything necessary to create the vast expanse of that whole process, number one, and everything needed to sustain that was in that word as well. Now, God didn't have to sit there and for hours and hours and hours on end have to go down every day. He just said, let there be light. And the word of God is so self-sufficient. It contains the seed for its own fulfillment. Which means when he says, come vertical, go vertical, you don't have to sit there and go through the list of, am I qualified? Because it's not based upon merit. It's not based upon something you earned. It's not based upon what you deserve. God has these moments. It's like in Luke 1, 35, the Bible said that Gabriel, the archangel, Gabriel, the, the messenger angel came to Mary and said, Mary, listen, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and the, the power of the most high will overshadow you. And that which is conceived in thee is of the Holy Ghost. That's not a calm. That's not a, you know, dance through the daisies word. The Greek word that says the spirit will come upon you. It is a forceful and violent takeover. The angel came to Mary and said, listen, you didn't ask for this. You didn't even know enough about God's plan to know what to ask for. You didn't want this. You had a path. But I need to tell you that God's got bigger plans. It's what the spirit of God said to Paul. Paul wasn't praying for that. He wasn't asking for it. He wasn't expecting it. His thought was, I'm going to take the next group of, of Christ followers to Rome and pray they all get imprisoned and, and meet certain death. In other words, what happens is when these moments occur where the Spirit of God says, come up higher. Most of your life will not be conducive to having earned or deserved that moment. It's the sovereign mercies of God. But here's the good part about, I don't have to worry about, well, did I do enough in 2019 to really merit or deserve saying, I'm going to have a, a great, this is going to be the greatest year of my life. Did I prepare enough? Did I do enough? Am I qualified? It's not based upon that. There was a word spoken from this pulpit that said, God said, the word for this house is it's time to go vertical. Everything needed. Everything necessary to propel your life forward to heights that you've never imagined, even to degrees you were not asking for. You don't know enough about God's plan for your future to even know what to ask. He just showed up with Mary and said, I know you weren't praying for this. I know this wasn't on your radar screen, but by the way, you do serve a God and he's a sovereign God. Let me tell you what his plan for you is. <laughs> 
The power to go vertical is in the word. The power to sustain it is in the word. And most importantly, the qualification is in the word. Everything necessary to both bring it to pass as well as to sustain it is self-contained in a word from the Lord. And a word from a God-appointed leader is quite the same. The word for 2020 for this house, after much prayer and fasting, much seeking God, careful meditation on the word, careful time soaking in God's presence. God, we're in a new building New campus, a lot of things new and different and expanding, growing. We don't want to miss anything. What is the word for this house? And the apostle of this house, our God-appointed leader, stood up here and confidently said, the Lord says, this is the year that you're going vertical. Can I tell you this? Listen, would you please not try to qualify that? Would you please break from being self-absorbed that you start looking at, well, do I deserve to be vertical? Did I do enough? Did I prepare? No, you probably didn't. You probably didn't. You can't do enough. Well, I feel bad because I, you know, I wasn't really, I'm just kind of Johnny come lately. I wasn't really praying for that. Well, neither was John. Neither was Saul. Neither was Mary. Neither is anybody. Don't let your mind and your eyes take over and keep you from what God has already said. This is the way it's going to be. John's mostly negative, unwanted, and unfair experiences led him to a moment where he could hear a word that said, come up higher. It's time to go vertical. Paul, you don't deserve this. You've been working against me, not with me. It's not by merit. It's not deserved. You weren't looking for it. You didn't ask for this. In fact, you've been asking for the opposite. In fact, you've been working against me. You've been harming my kingdom. Has anybody been doing that? Don't raise your hand. I doubt that's the case with any of us. Most of us have been trying the best we know how to chase after God like he's all that matters. I don't know that anybody has been out in the parking lot, you know, trying to beat up Christians. None of you, at least. So look at your neighbor right now and say, well, I, I think we're in pretty good company. I've at least been going after God the best way I know how. It's our time to experience a sudden vertical thrust into blessings that we did not deserve. It's time to drink from wells that we did not dig, eat from vineyards that we did not plant, live in houses we did not build, furnished with money that we did not earn. We didn't steal it. It came because we go vertical. Van, come, get ready to help me. Couple of points real quick. Number one, close your eyes so you can see. Look at your neighbor and say, close your eyes so you can see. 
I know when you look around, I'm closing with this. We're gonna, uh, I've got to continue this next week. Please, please be here next week. I wish, uh, you know, just be here and get a few people here with you. As good as this band is, the worship team, this experience on Wednesday nights, we need to fill this place up. I don't care what it is you see when you look around. You don't go vertical based upon what you can see. The kingdom of God does not come through observation. It comes because of what you hear. Faith comes when you hear and hearing by the word. Jesus said, my words that I speak unto you, he didn't say they're filled with the spirit or they're kind of like spirit. He said they are spirit and they are life. The word that is hovering over this house right now. Again, I'm repeating myself now, but we're gonna, we need to. The word that's hovering over this house is this. It's the year to go vertical. We'll talk a little bit more about what that means. Some of you are going, what does that mean? First of all, do I want to go vertical? Yes, you do. Trust me. Yes, you do. It's this simple. Do you want to take the way of the wise and go upward or you want to stay in the hell that you've been trying to survive? It's our year to go vertical. It doesn't matter if you've deserved it because you haven't. It doesn't matter if you've earned it, you have not. You've not done enough to earn that. Is it unfair? Probably. It's about as fair as God looking at a bunch of people who have come from 400 years of slavery and saying, I, I'm getting ready to march them through the Jordan River into the promised land. They don't have time to go through a 10 year learning curve and, and a course and study import and export and a higher level of agriculture. They've been doing slave work for ages and ages and ages, but I'm not gonna get it, let them get to the promised land and wander around just kind of stumbling and fumbling trying to figure it out. When they got to the promised land, they had abilities that they did not study for. They had abilities they did not earn. They had a capacity to know things that they did not work at. I'm telling you, vertical simply means that God's getting ready to say, he's already said it, but God's getting ready. He's opened a door. He's opened a window as he did with John and said, come up higher. I got things to show you, but you got to come up higher first. And John didn't hesitate. He said, man, anything's better than the hell that I'm living in. Boiled in oil, banished, falsely accused, desolated, desolate island. I, it, it's better than where I'm in. And he climbed, the next word, it says, so I was in the spirit immediately. I don't think that you need to get a confession that says this is going to be a year where I go vertical. I think your, your confession, it needs to be a confession that you say it five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a day. And it doesn't need to be an out there. It needs to be a declaration. I am going vertical. Not I hope to. Not I hope I am. I want to. I am. I am. I am. Stand with me, please. Hallelujah. <laughs> Close your eyes so you can see. Open your ears so you can hear. Mm. Be grateful for everything. Here's what I want to challenge you with. 
None of you in this building, listen, I don't have, I'm not saying this, you know, with an iron rod of authority. I'm just saying this to you with urgency. Please don't spend, don't waste another moment looking back at 2019 with any regret. Doesn't mean we're happy about everything. Doesn't mean we're proud of everybody. Don't look back at it. It got you to this moment. Things may be out of focus in your life. Doesn't matter. You lost focus. You lost clarity, but you did not lose progress. Because all things, all things work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Come on, somebody. I think you need to tell your neighbor, I'm done. Tell your neighbor, say the devil thought he had some things over on me last year. He thought he pulled, he pulled a fast one on me last year, but God used it to propel me. Everything, all the rejection, all of the setbacks, all of the false starts, all of the promises people made and did not keep. Oh, it all worked for my good because here I am sitting in a congregation, hearing a word by the spirit of God that says, come up higher. It's not been ideal, but it's okay. It got you where you are. Now come up higher and I will show you things and tell you things that must be. (laughs) Mm -mm -mm. And then you should say what you hear, even if it sounds like gibberish to everybody else. You didn't call me to go vertical. He did. I'm not trying to impress this one. Tried that, didn't get me anywhere. Or maybe I impressed them and I'm not any better for it. Okay, so they're impressed. And I'm still trying to survive, as Proverbs says, the hell below. Come on, would you join me around the front here? And as you're walking in here, would you just tell two or three people on your way down? I am going vertical. Come on, I'm going vertical. The relationships in my life, my financial state and my financial picture. Oh, in the name of Jesus, the purity of and the impact of my gifting. Everything is elevating. Everything is elevating my 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 posture, my capacity for spiritual authority. Everything is elevating. Come on, squeeze in, squeeze in, squeeze in tight. Hallelujah.